Hi there. Welcome to Startup School's Entrepreneur on the Grow podcast. And for the next few episodes, we will be focusing our attention on a particular topic. Uh, we've decided to call this series or this topic, People Matter, Why Entrepreneurs Need to Understand and Work to Develop Their People. So, you know, I had this conversation once with a CEO, a very successful CEO of an ed tech company, and we were talking about his company staff contingent and how fast it was growing over like a really incredibly short period of time. Um, and he said to me something that really stuck with me. He said, when you're building a team as an entrepreneur, make sure that you bring people into your business that are better than you, firstly. And then he said, make sure you take care of them and provide development opportunities for them continuously. And really, I haven't forgotten what he said because this company went on to, to be absolutely massive and, and very successful. And while here at Startup School, we work with startup entrepreneurs uh, and we get to witness their growth, I've seen firsthand just how extremely important it is for entrepreneurs to be clear on how they select, but more importantly, support and develop the people that they bring into their own businesses. You know, your business is dependent on its people. And, and I don't think it's terribly difficult to see that there are so many strong arguments for why people matter. The people in an operation, whether that operation is, is massive or tiny, are, are, is really, really pivotal to the success of the operation. But we also know that humans are super complex. I mean, humans are messy. They have needs beyond, you know, that of the business. They have families. They have issues. They feel. They have emotions. Uh, they have lives way beyond what work is. They're not machines. Uh, so if you acknowledge this and that people matter, and we agree that to a large extent, the success of, of our, our entrepreneurial endeavor is dependent on these people. What should we be doing? You know, what is, what is our responsibility as an entrepreneur? What, what are the things that we do for our people? Yeah, we know that training people is important. We can do the technical training. We can maintain their, you know, their technical levels. We can send them on, on courses or, or put them onto some sort of training um, regiment. But how do we develop them as people in such a way that takes into account their humanness, the, you know, the whole whole person? And uh, you just it doesn't take uh, you know take much to see that there's a burgeoning industry surrounding this this concept called personal development both the self-help kind um, and as well as in the professional space, just go into a, a bookshop, you know, which, just, which amazingly still exists, but go in there and you'll see massive space or real, real estate for self-help. So there's no doubt that you've heard about this thing called soft skills, but what are these things and, and do they matter? So in this series, we're going to explore how people development has multiple positive results for you and your business, but also just get to the heart of what it really is. We're also going to try and unpack what it means to develop these people and how we can go about doing that as entrepreneurs. But now, I can't, uh, I can't do this by myself, and I am no expert in this area. So I'm very excited to be joined by Jackie Kennedy uh, over the next few few podcasts. Jackie is the most amazing uh, business coach, really, just extremely qualified on the one hand, but more importantly, extremely experienced in the business coaching space, particularly in the startup space. Lots of management consultant experience, uh, consulting experience, and a founder of a really interesting, interesting um, startup herself that's that's taking off called the Lead Me Academy, which I think we'll 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 get into as we talk to her through through these podcasts. But also, very proudly proudly uh, can say that she's also Startup School's lead business coach. So, Jackie, thank you so much, and welcome to the the podcast. 
Hi, Jared. Uh, thank you very much for having me here today. I'm excited to talk about all things personal development. Great. So let's let's get right into it. It's a big topic. Uh, so how do we even start? Maybe I think the easiest thing for me to ask is what is people development and how do we how do we do it differently now? I know that there's, a, as I say, a whole new kind of way of thinking um, compared to a few years ago. Okay, so big question and great starting point. Let me start by answering the second half of that question and then work myself uh, work my way backwards. So, so how do we do it differently um, now compared to in the past? So I think the key here is that the world of work is rapidly changing and evolving and adapting. And, you know, you know, say even 10 years ago, you could even argue 10 to 20 years ago, um, people were expected to just show up at work. They were meant to leave their leave their personality behind, leave mm. who they were behind and just kind of be a bit of a robot, so to speak, and come yeah, to work and just, <laughs> yeah, and just get on with the job. You know, this isn't a place for emotions. This isn't a place for personality or who you really are outside of work. Just come here and get on with it. And I think what has happened is that in the, the world is, has evolved rapidly since then and we're seeing that wow hang on a second people are so much more and they have a personality they have a life outside of work they have um, ways of communicating that are very different depending on their age um, their mm -hmm. gender their cultural background so many different things and all of this is actually plays out every single day and how we come together, how we work together and how we organize ourselves. And where in the past, it was very little um, emphasis put on this. You know, we, we now realize, hang on a second, wow, this is actually a really important part of what it is to be an employee, what it is to be a human. And so how this space has evolved is, well, now we've realized that personal development is at the heart of effective communication, effective leaders, effective teams. And that we've also realized that as companies, as entrepreneurs, as employers, we have a role and responsibility to actually look after our people from a broader perspective. If we want to get the most out of them, if we want to motivate them, if we want to drive them, if we want to have healthy teams that deliver and, and can work together effectively, we need to start focusing on these things called soft skills because soft skills are actually the essential skills um, to how people operate not only at work but in life in general. So the key thing here to understand is that people development in actual fact is how do we develop this person holistically so that they can have a great work-life integration. And I think it's those two things that are coming together that is changing the space. So to answer that original question, well, what is actually people development? Well, people development is much broader than we've ever imagined it before. Um, and it's this idea that we no longer just uh, focus on the individual and tell them what to do and how they should do it and what they need to learn and just focus in on their hard skills so that they can get the job done. While that is super important and is critical to anyone being successful, you have to have the hard skills. But there's this other huge component that makes you an incredibly valuable employee if you can get the hard skills and the soft skills right. And so personal development has gone from this place of being kind of not looked at at all and just focus on hard skills 
this realization, let's try and understand the individual. Let's really try and understand who they are, um, what makes them thrive, um, where do they sit on the spectrum with the hard skills and their soft skills. Let's not tell them exactly what they need to do. Um, if you've ever tried to motivate someone or to, to get them to kind of buy into your company, to your culture, to execute and work, you'll know that the best way to do it is not to tell them what to do or what they need to be learning or what they need to be training, but to rather ask them, where are they at? What do they want to be learning? Where do they want to go? What are some of their personal and professional goals? And by getting that understanding, you can start to create a personal development plan that aligns the individual's needs, both hard, soft, and, and broader, um, to the organization's immediate goals, so their, their role goals, but then to the vision and the purpose and the values. And when you bring all of that together, you can create a unique development plan that gets buy-in, commitment, and excitement from that individual because it shows that you understand the individual and you are aligning it to the organization, to the individual, and to the business goals. And by working on that personal development, you ultimately achieve the individual personal goals for their kind of personal and professional goals, but you're also creating that buy-in and smooth team operations and, and so on. So I'm hoping I've kind of explained this, this kind Absolutely. of bigger picture. I mean, it's so, it's so, I mean, it, it's, it seems in some ways so obvious, but in others, it's, it's, it's quite a challenge as a, as a, um, as a person who would be, you know, on the one hand, you're holding this, you know, the idea of this business or, 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 or um, kind of a capitalist uh, approach. Um, and on the other hand, you're de you know, dealing with people. So, well, well, I suppose it's very easy to acknowledge what you're saying about the complexity and this need for balance. It's not necessarily always so easy to, to reconcile as a business leader, but we'd certainly get the, the importance. So let, let me try and get a clearer picture. Say, let me ask this question. Say I'm an entrepreneur, fresh out of the blocks. I've just started this business. Maybe it's 18 months in. I have some people. I've been, you know, these are people are, are, are not being paid brilliantly yet, but the, the company's kind of going somewhere. Where do I begin? What do I do? Mm, okay. So I think I've loosely started answering a little bit of that question in my previous answer, but let me try and kind of lay it out. So I think obviously, and I'm actually going to go all the way back on this from recruitment because it, it sounds funny that I'm going back there, but it's, it really is the starting of this entire process because right you don't want to develop or invest in people that aren't really aligned to your company your vision your culture right so you need to get that right right from the beginning so so how do you go about getting this right how do you develop your people well you you start by thinking about by being clear about like what is the vision for this company what do we want to achieve right you've got that clear what do we value so what are our values like what and when i say values i'm, I'm not just talking about the poster child values like you know integrity communication honesty like what makes us unique but more importantly what kind of behavior do we want to demonstrate in our organization because your development plan for your people is actually going to relate right back to the behaviors that you're trying to cultivate with 
within your organization. So yeah. the first step, yeah. So the first step is really like, what are the values of this company? Like, what is the the behavior we want to cultivate on the day to day basis? You know, do we want to reward and um, initiative, innovation, thinking outside the box? Um, you know, what, what what are some of the key core behaviors that are going to get this organization from A to B? Now, once you know what those are, right, then you can start to recruit in alignment with those values and those behaviors. So you can hire the right kind of people into the culture of your organization. So then some of the development work is already done, right? Because you've kind of got some, you've already got some of the right people um, who, who align well with the kind of culture and behaviors that are important that are going to help you achieve your vision. Um, and then once you know that, that's already a starting point. And the, right back in the interview process, you know, some of your questions would be, what are some of that, in, that individual's personal and professional goals? How do those align to the company's ways of operating, ways of being, um, and, and ultimate goals? Can they, does it, will it align to their career progression? Will it align to their ways of working? Will it align to their communication style and so on? So if you can get a lot of that work done right in the beginning, then you're actually a step ahead of the rest, right? Because yeah. often what we see is we can end up having to have longer developmental plans when we get that fit wrong. Um, it can be either we've got to get, you know, we've got to do a lot of work to get that person to the right place, or they've got to do a lot of work, or we've both got to do a lot of work to get there, um, or it's just not a good fit in there because we didn't do that pre-work. Okay, so I'm going a little bit on a tangent, but but I hope you're seeing the connection, <laughs> right? Totally, yeah. So now when we start with, you know, where do we begin? So we should have done some of this work right in the beginning. We should um, understand their kind of personal and professional goals. We want to, as a leader, as an entrepreneur, you want to kind of connect with that individual. Um, and I think one of the one of my favorite things that I always try to get companies and organizations to do with their individuals is to do a simple SWOT activity. There's all these fancy kind of personality tests and all kinds of things you can do out there. And they are great and they are helpful if you have the money. But if you're a startup, you might not have the money for that kind of thing yet. So so a simple SWOT, strengths, weaknesses, opportunities, and threats activity can give you a huge amount of insight into what the individual sees as their strengths, weaknesses, opportunities, and threats. Um, and generally in that process, you do it, um, you uh, they get feedback from other people that they've worked with and so on, and they bring that to your kind of first one-on-one -on -one conversation. And you can then already start to see, okay, so these are some of their strengths. These are some of the areas that they want to start developing. These are opportunities that we can really try and like um, use to kind of help them succeed and fast track them because they're really good at certain things within this career. And then this is maybe potentially some of the threats to this role or to the company or some gaps that they really need to close. And that in itself can almost form the foundation of the individual's personal development plan. The key here is that it's a co it's co-created um, between the two of you and it looks at an appropriate mix. So it should be looking at things like, so what are the hard skills that the person needs to develop on this kind of journey? What do they have right now? What are they gonna need in six months to a year and so on? So, and then what are um, the soft skills that they need to be working on, right? So this is really where we're saying, they might have had feedback in the past around their communication style or their emotional intelligence, or they might struggle to make decisions. And the most important thing is you want to kind of start this conversation where they feel safe. There's that psychological safety. They can really share where they've come from, the feedback that they've created. And you only do this by creating an environment and having these conversations early on and upfront and sharing, you know, what, 
um, and inviting them to share with where they've been at and, and, and giving and sharing a bit about your own journey and so on. Um, yeah, I, so that's something that, 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 that struck me when you were saying this, it, it does require quite a lot of, of honesty um, and, and, you know, from, from both the, the employer and employee. I mean, so you do need to have that foundational relationship set up as strongly as you can to create that safe space. Mm, exactly. And, it, and people obviously want to put their first foot forward, right? Their best yeah. foot forward, should I say, right in the beginning. So it's a tricky one. But if you if you come in strong and you provide a supportive environment where you make it really clear, like, you know, uh, we want to help you achieve your goals. So we know what your personal and professional goals are. So like, you know, I'm joining this company, but I actually want to, I'm starting off as an analyst, but I want to be doing X in 12 months time. Like we're plotting that to help you achieve your goals, knowing that by helping you achieve your goals, they will help us achieve our goals as a business. So there's that alignment that needs to be found. And then there's that honest conversation around, but if you're going to get there, you know, to be able to manage a team in 12 months time or whatever the case is, um, you know, how are you faring on some of these soft skills? And I think, I think it's something that's really interesting. And I, I want to highlight here because again, you know, it's so easy. You, you mentioned it earlier, but a lot of companies just keep kind of still haven't quite come around to how important soft skills are. They're still like, yeah, 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 we know they're important, but like, you know, um, how, you know, like, let's just get the hard skills. We can deal with their, their, their communication style, their directiveness or their, or their aggression or whatever the case is. And trust me, what actually ends up happening is that it becomes a major problem down the line and it ultimately starts to overshadow the good, the hard skills and create problems within the team. Um, I, was, I was actually reading a really interesting article from MIT Sloan Business School um, around this concept of how the world of work is changing and the way that we organize teams is no longer how we've always seen it. You know how we have these kind of layers within organizations and you, you work 10 years to become a manager and then you oversee a department and, and then there's like a ceiling because that person doesn't leave for 20 years and, and so it goes. And there's kind of this, this huge kind of like a lot of people want to get to this leader manager position, right? But, um, but that comes with a whole lot of real soft skill, like required soft skills. But what we're seeing now is that in the changing world of work, like we know everyone needs to be a leader because it's not going to operate like that anymore. Now teams are forming to, to come together and execute on certain tasks and then they're disbanding and they're forming in another place. And so what we're seeing is there's this need for every individual. So it's no longer about this title and this tenure to become a leader. It's like every, every individual needs to be a, a leader. And so, and when you think of a leader, you can you can instantly think soft skills because that means that you really are managing people. And anyone who, who has ever thought about their own experience of a leader, right? You, you think about it right now in this moment, who was your best leader and who was your worst leader that you've ever had? And I promise you, it's not gonna be about their hard skills. It's gonna be about how they engaged with you, their soft skills. So how they made decisions, how they communicated, their stress management, their critical thinking, their EQ, their time management, all of those things on whether or not you had a really good experience. And those skills are soft skills and they are no longer about waiting to be uh, to get the title. It's about, it's like everybody needs them. Um, so hence why this importance of developing your this personal development, these soft skills as part of this personal development plan um, right from the beginning. So I hope that answers oh, it's the It's incredible. Question. It really does answer the question, but I think I want even more, it's, it, more, it opens up another sort of thing. So I want my people to be leaders 
you know, of themselves and of, 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 of the, their destiny, how do I support that process myself, you know, uh, as a, as a, for my own personal development? Mm, okay. So, so now you're really getting into the tracks of it, Jared. So, so this is, this is where I think so often, and even this conversation is almost, has the premises that we're saying, okay, so you, uh, the people that need development are the employees. So as an entrepreneur, it's all the people I'm hiring that I need to put in place a personal development plan for. Meanwhile, back at the ranch, often it's actually the leader or the entrepreneur yeah. that needs to actually do the work first, right? I mean, sure. let's be honest. Like, why do you think a lot of people become entrepreneurs or leaders? And this might sound like this is probably a bit, um, what's the word? Uh, oh, I can't think of the word right now, but... Um, uh, a lot of entrepreneurs become entrepreneurs because they want to take the lead. They don't like necessarily being told what to do. They've got lots of ideas. They want to move quickly. They, you know, all of these kind of things, which are great for being an entrepreneur um, and getting a business off the ground and getting things moving and maybe getting funding and all of those kind of things. But when it comes down to actually dealing with people on the day to day, sometimes we find, okay, well, I actually lack a bit of patience. I'm not actually such a clear communicator. I expect people to just understand what I'm thinking because I understand mm -hmm. what I'm thinking. You <laughs> Um, and and um, I like to tell people what to do because I've I've got it all worked out. I know where we're going in the next, you know, and people don't like being told what to do. It actually makes them defensive and they go into an away state and they're less likely to come on board, right? So circling back, <laughs> this process actually starts with the self. So as an entrepreneur, you need to ask yourself, have I done the work? As a leader, how aware am I? Have I done a personal SWOT exercise? Do I know what my strengths, weaknesses, and opportunities and threats are as a leader in order for me to be able to communicate effectively, to grow a team, to retain my employees, to be able to coach them? Do I even have a coaching style? Um, yeah. or, or do I have a very authoritarian style when it comes to leadership? Um, you know, am I being mentored? Can I mentor someone else? Um, so how good am I coaching for growth? Um, what is my dominant style of leadership? Um, what happens when I get stressed? I know personally this was something I had to find out the hard way. When I get stressed, my my <laughs> nice management style of cooperative, you know, helpful coaching style goes out the window and becomes incredibly authoritative, dominant, you know, um, and that just sends people gets them stressed, gets them overwhelmed, and so on. So, you know, how do you listen and motivate? So, basically. You know, in order to develop your team members as an entrepreneur, to grow your team, to develop them, you need to be developing yourself foremost. Um, and you need to be developing the way that you give feedback, the way you communicate, the way you show up every day, because you lead by example. So if you cannot communicate effectively, if you cannot, um, if you're not self-aware, um, if you're not able to give micro feedback in a constructive way day to day, um, you know, just in time that has a positive impact on your employees, um, then you're probably going to, you know, you're going to ultimately be off to a bad start on the personal development front. Amazing. Yeah, so we yeah. start off talking about, you know, people matter but and personal development for your team, but where you kind of circle back and get it right with yourself as an entrepreneur first. And, and then, you know, that's the foundation, I guess. 100%, 100%, that's it, yeah. So quite a lot of work to be done um, on ourselves and I think it's it's a great realisation on, on this, on, on how we look at and, and manage people. Um, um, my phone ringing there, very rude. Um, right, so now, I, I mean, I've got a much better picture of, 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 this, of this journey in, in many ways. It's still extremely complex and there's lots to tackle, but and the, as an entrepreneur, you know, I've, I've got to go here 
what's it going to cost me? <laughs> yeah, so the, the cost is pretty broad. So, I mean, think about it this way. So there's a few ways to think about this. Um, well, what is the internal cost? Okay, so, you know, and what are the opportunity costs here? So, um, you know, there's internal costs. So as a leader, if you're a startup and you've got, you know, you're really kind of bootstrapping and you don't have a lot of money, then it kind of does come down to you to do a bit of this kind of development. And I think it's always going to, you know, this baseline uh, one-on-one kind of personal development plans, understanding your people, that costs you time to do that, right? So you can't underestimate that cost in itself. And that as you grow and as you scale, that cost, that cost actually grows because you've got more people and you've got to spend more time with them, okay? So there's there's like an element there of a cost that is like a hidden cost that we maybe don't always think about. Um, but there's also a huge opportunity cost there if you don't do it, right? So what would it look like if I didn't spend this time on my people? So there's kind of something to think about there. Um, but then there's the cost to upskill yourself as a team, um, as a leader. So that, that can vary greatly. You know, you could be looking at anything from, uh, well, let me say this. Firstly, there's many different ways to upskill yourself. So you can read books, you could get a coach, you could do online learning, you could um, get a mentor. So, the, I mean, mentorship often comes for free if you're lucky. So you can probably get a, a really great leader, mentor who can assist you. And maybe that's kind of as an entrepreneur might be your, your cheapest way in starting this journey. When Once you go into the like one-to-one coaching space for real behavioral change, so now you're really looking to work with someone on your behavior over time and really shift the needle, then you're starting to look at sure. I mean, on the, and I'm saying on the cheap end of the scale, um, and you're probably going to find it even hard to come by someone at this price, but 500 grand per hour. And then it just ups from there, you know, for an executive coach, you're looking at anything. In, and now I'm speaking in South Africa, obviously, sure. you're looking at anything from one five to sure, could go as high as four to 6,000 rand, right? Um, but there's anything in between there and there are affordable options and that's generally for an hour session once a month or whatever it looks like. Um, but there's lots of other opportunities. You know, you've got online interventions. There's, you know, there's the big, there's MOOCs, you know, the massive open online courses. You can take yourself yeah. on some of these courses. It all depends on the approach. Then there's like the leadership courses that you can take through universities. Then, you know, you can go from a few thousand rands for a course to into the millions, depending on the size of your team and the intervention and the hybrid approach and, and so on. But I think for a startup, you know, you might really want to look at more the kind of, you know, mentorship coaching and maybe some kind of affordable online training program. And interesting. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, yeah I want you to tell me, I, 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 now I'm going to get you to, to, I know you were, weren't wanting to talk about yourself too much, but I really, I'm really interested in what, uh, what you're doing with, with your uh, Lead Me Academy, um, because this sounds like an interesting option for me as an entrepreneur. Sure. So, so well, actually, interestingly enough, so Lead Me came off the back of a little bit of this. So, um, you know, prior to starting Lead Me, I did a lot of work working in-house coaching managers and leaders within companies and then also running leadership development programs. Um, and a lot of what I found was that this was being offered to kind of um, the more executive kind of uh, the higher up individuals within a company and it can be quite pricey um, and I really believe that we should have a kind of a bottom-up top-down approach to developing leaders at every level as I said the world of work is changing and everybody needs these skills right um, and so when we built LeadMe we actually said you know how, how can we make something that is affordable 
Um, and I mean, really affordable um, for people from being an entrepreneur to being in a small company to being in a massive company. Because obviously, with the more employees, the higher the cost, but with the, you know, it scales, right? Mm -hmm. yeah. um, but to keep it affordable in all those instances, um, and how can we make it also uh, practical, like we get some real behavioral change. Um, and then how do we also keep it uh, time conscious? Because the reality is that we are busy humans, right? It's difficult to get to, these days to get to a half day training, let alone a full day training, or to spend like loads of time um, on this, but it's so important that we should be doing it. So we built Lead Me in a way that it is, um, you know, you gradually change your behavior over a long period of time, but there's a, only an hour that's required a month to do it. Um, but there's a strong em emphasis on learn, apply, reflect. So that apply and reflect is where the rubber meets the road. So it's built as if you are going through a coaching journey, but you kind of self-paced learning it yourself. So you are still applying and reflecting on your behavioral change and you have an online coach and it's really affordable at the individual um, pricing. It's basically, you're looking at about 450 per month um, for the program, which is you know these days that's like what going out for uh dinner for you and your partner once a month you if know you're lucky. <laughs> if you're lucky if you're lucky exactly exactly <laughs> depending on where you're at and what you have right <laughs> Fantastic. Yeah, very exciting um, uh, in terms of that. And, and as you mentioned, there's a number of ways to think about this. And I suppose the great thing about being an, in the entrepreneurial space is that we, we can be creative in our thinking and, uh, and how we approach it. Now, we've, we've spoken a lot today about the kind of broad uh, sort of concepts of, of, of personal development, but I know there's some very specific areas that are important that I'd like to outline in this uh, conversation with you, because I think there's sort of almost themes or, or areas of discussion that it would be exciting to, to expand on in the upcoming uh, podcast. So what would you say are the key areas to discuss or, or look at when thinking about developing people? Mm, okay. Well, I'm going to speak about some key areas, but before I even go into that, something that's just really popped to mind when I was speaking earlier about like, what is personal development, how important it is to kind of focus on the individual's needs um, and this idea of like leaders at every level um, is also this concept of a jungle gym. You know, I think we we really need to start thinking about how, how do we develop people, not just in this old school ladder kind of mentality upwards, but in this way of like, they can move around the jungle gym into lots of different positions and they're they're capable of that. Um, and they were developing them in that mindset. So from a personal development perspective, I think some of the key things here, and this is what I see time and time again working with companies, the key areas without a doubt, um, number one is, is communication, hands down. Effective communication is at the heart of um, of organizational success and the way people communicate. So, and that's tied strongly to emotional intelligence. So, you, uh, like emotional intelligence is how you communicate. So, those two go hand in hand and they're the biggest problem. Um, so, that's number one. And then, something that I'm seeing a huge need for is this idea of coaching as a manager coaching as a leader like that's something that just seems to be coming out and again because it's a style of communicating right so that almost goes hand in hand with communication but it's a style of driving performance engagement um and so forth and then i would say what we're seeing is sure with this world of work being so hybrid and crazy and there's just you know so many things happening people people are struggling to focus with all the distractions and lots of people are saying to me these days, I think I've got ADHD. Um, every, every single person I chat to, they start off by they say they start off by telling me that, and they and I'm like, no, you don't have ADHD. 
you you just have a you have a problem focusing because you because you're letting distractions dominate your life and we get into a habit of allowing all these devices that have been designed purposely to get our attention right they beep they pop up they you know they're all trying to pull us onto whatsapp into our inbox we we just we now have this habitual way of constantly not focusing basically we've done the opposite of focusing um and so what that is about is really about productivity and focus. So I would say that's the next biggest thing I'm seeing. And then um, I would say this kind of crossroads between well-being and stress management. And it actually builds nicely off the, the, the one I just mentioned, right? Because if you can't focus, you start to spin out because you start your work gets overloaded, you're jumping around and you're thinking about one thing, then you're reading an email and, oh, and then you're looking at the news and you and, and people are just struggling to manage their well-being and it's all kind of interconnected. So I would say well-being is the next one. And then I'm just going to say one more that I've seen is massive and I, I cannot outline it enough, but there's something between, well, they may be separate, but they come together as well. Um, initiative, like fostering initiative as a behavior in organizations and confidence. So assertiveness, but like confidence. Um, and, and that's probably be the top order that I would give it in, Jared. Oh, such such meaty stuff such important stuff um and and it's so clear when you mention all of these things just how critical they are for for anybody um who's running an, an, an operation no matter what size thanks jackie i really appreciate uh, this this opening up of a of a big uh, a big topic that has big uh, repercussions for for anybody in in the game so i think we're going to wrap today's session up here um, because there's lots to think about, and we, we're gonna we're gonna sort of prep ourselves for the for the next one. I'm really excited about unpacking, particularly this this concept of of what communication is and and how to to create a space and and allow people to be effective communicators. So that's what we're gonna be talking about in the next episode. But Jackie, thank you very much for for your time uh, today. Absolute pleasure, Jared. Uh, thanks for having me here. And I really look forward to discussing effective communication. It's probably my favorite topic. <laughs> Brilliant. Thanks, Jackie. Take care. Thanks. Bye.